Well, I want to tell you today is your lucky day. If you didn't know it, you're alive, you're breathing, that's always good. But today is your lucky day because uh, you get two for the price of one. You get two sermons for the price of one sermon. That's just my way of saying I've got a heap to tell you. Nah, what I, what I want to do this morning is, is I'm pitching this message kind of at two groups of people. I'm pitching this message at one group who you're like 30 and under. You're like 30 and under. And then the other group, obviously, you're 30 and over. Now, now the deal is that if you're 30 and under, and I'm speaking to the 30s and over, you can't go to sleep. You can't just chill out and go, oh, this isn't relevant for me, because it is relevant for you. And likewise, those of you that are 30 and over, I mean, it's getting on. You'll be time for your nap. You don't get to nap. You've got to listen to what I'm telling the ones under 30. Is that okay? And I, and I kind of want to flow on a little bit from last week, and I, I want to continue about wisdom. And I, I've entitled my message, Buried Treasure. And, and that's the reason for the treasure here, you know, all the precious stuff, because I want to talk about buried treasure. See, Proverbs 1.20, Solomon, he says this, he says, Wisdom cries out in the streets. It calls, it beckons, but people do not listen. And it's this whole idea that there's wisdom out there to be found. There's wisdom actually trying to find you. But so often we don't want a bar of it. We don't want to listen to it. We, we, we want to escape from it. And so this morning, I want to talk again about wisdom. I know we talked last week. If you weren't here last week, you need to go online and check out the, the message because there's a question there that will help you in your life. You know, in light of my past experience, in light of my current circumstances, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for me to do? And I promise you, if you, you apply that in your life, it will set you on a good stead. But I want to, this morning, just carry on with this wisdom and talk about your need for it. Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, you need some wisdom. But more importantly than that, where do you find it? How do I get a hold of it? Is that Okay. All right, so the reality is we have all at some point in our life made unwise decisions. Yep, we, we talked last week about not living as unwise, but to live as wise. Now, you might struggle to understand this or even believe this, but I actually made an unwise decision. Believe it or not, I know, I know it's hard to believe, but Pastor Neil, he actually made an unwise decision, and the truth is, it was only yesterday I made it. I know, I know, it's shocking, but, you know, it can happen to the best of us. No, so, so what was happening, as I said last week, you know, Miriam and I, we bought some mountain bikes and stuff, so yesterday I'm good, I'm trying to get fit and healthy and doing all the good thing. So Miriam and I, we're, we're up in the back of the hills. Now, I gotta be honest, you know, as a young guy, I was a bit of a speed demon. I just loved going fast. And so we'd, we'd finish going up the hill. And how many know the good news is when you get to the top, you get to come, come down. And so Miriam, she, I love her. I just ride with her. She keeps up with me up the hill. And then, you know, she's like, oh, if you want to go down, you, you just go fast and you go down. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm coming down this hill on my mountain bike, and I'm getting faster and faster, and I'm going around this track, and it's actually a track that, that Aaron has ridden before, and, that, and he's got this mega fast time for coming down it. So I'm getting a bit competitive. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I've got to do a really fast time coming down here. So I'm, I'm going down there, and there's a part on the track where they have these, like, these mogul things. There's like these little bumps in the track. And you see, what happens is when you're going really fast, 
you don't necessarily just drive over them. What you, what you tend to do is you hit them and you get airborne, you know, coming on. And so I'm, I'm like, this is awesome. So I'm coming down there and I'm jumping over them like this. And then how many know, you know, there's just times in life when you see it and you're like, oh, this isn't going to go good. And as I'm looking down the track, I notice there's two close together. And, and it's funny, I, I don't know, you know, sort of chemistry and, 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 and physics and all that, but I knew, I just knew that the speed I was going and the trajectory I was going to take off, I knew I'm going to land smack bang right into that second hill, you know? So I've got a decision to make. What's the wise thing to do? Well, I, I, could, I could just grab the brakes, you know, I could lock it up, but it's gravel, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking at gravel, rat. you know, I'm thinking, I'm going to can it out here. So, and then I had this brilliant idea. I thought it was a brilliant idea. So I'm like, I'll just go faster. Because if I go faster, I'll clear the second one. And I'll be like, so I'm, ah, and I take off and I'm flying, I'm getting airborne. And look, the truth is, I don't really know what happened, but, but my front wheel, it just caught the top of that. It just went smack into this hill, burst my tire. And I learned how to fly. My bike went 360. I went 360 up in the air. I ended up in a blackberry bush on the side of the... Like I've lost layers of skin off my back. But it's just one of those times where you see it. You're like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to end well. You see, the truth is in life, sometimes we don't see it coming. Like I saw the hills coming, but sometimes in life, things come out of left field. Sometimes we just don't see it coming. Like, 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 why is that? Why, why do we not see? How is it that, you know, like you can come to me and you're telling me about your story and your situation and, you know, I'm wrestling with this and wrestling with that. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to you and I'm like, like it's as clear as a bell. It's obvious what you need to do, but you can't see it. And why is it that I, I can come to you and if I start sharing my story with you and I'm wrestling with it, I'm not sure what to do. For you, you're looking at me going, what? You can't see it? It's so obvious what you need to do, but I can't see it. Your circumstances, you can't see it, but I can. My circumstances, I can't see it, but why is that? Why can we not see it coming? Why are there times that we just simply can't see it coming? Friends, I want to tell you this, and you, you need to get a hold of this. Emotionally charged environments are not ideal for making decisions. See, when you're emotionally engaged, when you're drawn in with your emotions, you can't see it coming. You can't see, you can't see what you need to do. You can't see what the wise thing to do because you're caught up in your emotions. You know, you, you know whether you're angry or you know, you, you just had an argument and you want to say something, friend, trust me, don't say it. See, what wise people do in those environments when, a, when, a, um, when uh, emotions are high and engaged, wise people hit pause. Time out. They realize, man, my emotions are caught up in this. I best not say nothing. I best not do nothing. I best just step back and take some time out. See, when emotions are high, the best thing for you to do, the wise thing for you to do is pause, take time out and listen. Listen to what? Well, it's a good question. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Are you okay? You're with me. So listen to what? Last week, we talked about the Apostle Paul. We talked about what he said about wisdom. This week, I'm carrying on with wisdom because I think it's the wise thing to do. Uh, so I'm carrying on with wisdom. And we're going to talk what Solomon said. 
Now, Solomon is said to be the wisest man that ever lived. So he should know some stuff about wisdom. So this is especially for all of you under 30. It's for all of you, but it's especially for those of you under 30. You need to get a hold of this. This is especially for you. King Solomon, he was David's son. So Solomon, man, he was so lucky. Like, like he had this dream with God and God spoke to him and said, Solomon, what do, you, what do you need? What do you want? He was like, oh, I'll have a PlayStation, an Xbox. No, he didn't, he didn't say any of that. He was like, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. I'm not sure that I would have asked for that, but he asked for that. And so Solomon, he doesn't, he doesn't have to study. He didn't have to read books. I'm like, he didn't need a fast internet connection to get Google download or anything like that. He got wisdom. He just knew what the wise thing to do was. And if you look back his, through history, what you find is kings and queens and rulers of other countries and that, they would strike problems in their country. So they'd write a question down and they'd send an envoy for weeks and months traveling across to go and hear what wisdom Solomon had. What would, what would Solomon say about our situation? It would cost them. They'd have to have spices and camels and all that sort of thing. But they'd wait weeks to get this wisdom, the good news for you and me. We don't have to travel anywhere because Solomon wrote it down. He wrote it in the Bible with his Proverbs. He, he puts all this wisdom down. We, can, we don't have to travel anywhere. We get it in the Bible. Is that good news? I, I want to give you a couple of snapshots. Proverbs 9, 9 says this. It says, instruct a wise man and he will be wiser still. See, some of you are so wise, you don't think you need wisdom. <laughs> Some of you are so wise, you're like, I don't need wisdom. Well, Solomon would say, no, 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 you do. doesn't matter how wise you think you are, you can always do with some more. There is always more to learn. There's always more to discover. Proverbs 1.5 says, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. See, he's got to listen. A wise man will hear. He'll hear the wisdom and then increase. And I love this, Proverbs 15.22. Plans, they go wrong. For lack of advice, advisors bring, uh, advisors bring success. See, if, you, if you're all about yourself and your plans and all the rest of it, you're not inviting anybody else in, any counsel and friends. It's going to go wrong. I hate to tell you this. Solomon said it. Even Jesus. I mean, you think about Jesus. He was God. Well, he is God. He still is. It didn't change. But Jesus like he's, I mean, he's got a pretty big plan. You know, he's got to save the entire world. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm like, man, that's a big job. And so he decides he's going to do it through people like you and me. And so he decides he's going to call some disciples to him. What does he do? He doesn't just go and do it. He comes aside and he goes into prayer and he asks the Father in heaven, not your will, my will be done. He's seeking counsel from his heavenly Father about what's the wise thing to do. Look at the Godhead, Father, uh, Son, and Spirit. It's a trinity. There's three of them. Kingdom, wisdom. Jesus modeled it. See, friends, when emotions are high, the wise thing to do is to stop and listen. It's so crucial because you get caught up with your emotions and you end up doing things or saying things that you're going to regret. As soon as you realize your emotions are engaged, you need to step back, call out time, and just seek some wise counsel in your life. 
If you're under 30, especially under 30, because you've still got some miles to go. Us older ones, we've made heaps of mistakes. We've got a little bit more wisdom. But when you're under 30, you're still learning. You're still growing. The best thing you can do is find someone older, someone that can, can lead you and guide you. The problem I've found, and I don't know why we do this, but most of us, we don't seek wise counsel. We, we actually don't want wise counsel. We're, we're happy just going through life, you know, especially when you're young and a teenager, you know, you're like, yeah, I can, I can do this. But I think it's true for most of us. We don't want wise counsel in our life. Why, why is that? I think one of the reasons is because we already know what the wise people will say. I mean, the truth is we just enjoy what we're doing. And I actually don't want to ask you what you think or what the wise, because I know what you'll say. I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. We don't want to hear what people have to say. Now, remember, I'm Pastor Neil. I love you, care about you. I want to encourage you and help you. So I'm not going to tell you what I think about that stuff. I'm not going to tell you what I think about you if you behave like that. Let's listen, because I'd never say this. Let's listen what Solomon, the wisest man in the world, says about this. Solomon says, and now remember, it's not me. I'm not saying this. Solomon says, you're a fool. You're a fool, friend. See, you don't want advice or wise counsel, because as far as you're concerned, you're right. I'm right. There's nothing wrong with this situation. There's nothing wrong with my life. There's nothing wrong with that road I'm going down. I am right. Solomon says, Proverbs 12, 15, a fool, a fool is right in his own eyes. See, in your eyes, nothing's wrong. In your eyes, you can't see it coming. You're oblivious to what's coming down the track. It's all right in your eyes. And Solomon, not me, I'd never say this, but Solomon says, if you're like that, you are a fool. But this is what I've come to know, is that like, while you may not see it coming, like you may be so caught up in the event that you don't see it coming, but I know this, chances are somebody in your life, somebody you know does see it coming. Like while you can't see it coming, I'm sure there is somebody in your life that can see it coming. I think another reason that we, we don't ask for wise counsel is there's no one else's business. Yeah, this is my life. This is my life. I'll lead it how I want. I'll live. Mom, Dad, you got to understand, I need to make my own mistakes. I can do, you know, you had to learn. I need to, I will do it my way. There's a song like that, but I can't sing, so I won't sing it. But I think that's true. We just, we don't want to do it. And, and you know what the sad thing is? This isn't just a young person problem. This isn't just an under 30 person problem. This is a 50-year-old problem and a 60-year-old. and a, I've heard people that old go, don't you tell me what to do. Don't you speak into my life. This is my life. Who do you think you are? How young are you? I've lived longer. Don't you say that. No one in here. I'm not saying anyone here. But, but, but that's the reality. It's like, don't come into my life. Don't tell me what to do. It's my life. I'll live it. I'll make the mistakes. I need to say, but what's that about? Like, seriously, what is that about? It's called pride. It's all it is. It's pride. It's all about me. It's about my, don't you tell me. I'm not interested. Or this is because we're Christians, because we're Christians and we love each other and we're so nice and we're friendly. We won't blatantly tell you, get out of my face. What we'll do, we'll use the Christian term, which is, can you just pray for me then? 
you know, my situation. Just, just pray for me because I'm not going to listen to what you pray. I'm not going to do anything about it. You just pray for me and I'll keep doing what I'm going to do anyway. Why? Because I've got pride. Now, again, remember, I love you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm not going to tell you what I think about that. Let's just ask Solomon. Let's, let's ask, yeah, Gollum. Let's ask, let's ask Gollum. Let's ask Solomon. Like, hey, again, remember, guys, this is the wisest guy that ever lived. This is the guy that people would travel across the world to hear wisdom from. What does Solomon say about that? He says, uh, Proverbs 13.10, Where there is strife, there is pride. But wisdom is found in those that take advice. See, when your life is centered around pride, when your life is centered around, hey, I'll do it my way. Don't, don't tell me what to do. Friend, you've got to understand, you're going to have strife in your life. You're going to have problems in your life. Life isn't going to go well with you if you're just a lone ranger and get out of my face. I'm doing this my way. You've got to get that. As you get older, you realize that sometimes it's, it's good to get advice. And that's the thing. We can all avoid it. We can avoid the stress. We can avoid the, oh, man, I didn't see it coming. How did I miss it? We can, miss, we can avoid all of that simply by getting wise counsel in our life. Simply by finding someone who's a bit older, a bit further down the track. And I know, you know, for us younger ones, because I'm still young, I'm, you know, I feel it, you know, young in spirit. Sometimes we don't want to go there. You know, worse than mum and dad, don't tell me what to do. They, they tell you because they love you. They tell you because they care about you. Some of us older ones, we don't want to listen either. Friends and, and family are trying to tell us and, we, and we're like, get out of my face but they're trying to tell you because they love you. They're trying to tell you because they can see something coming you can't. Because you got caught up in the emotions. You got caught up in, I've got to have this, or I've got to have her, or I've got to have him. And you're caught up in that, and you can't see it coming. But they can. And they're trying to tell you because they love you. We can all avoid it. When emotions are high, the wise thing to do is to stop and listen. Listen to wise counsel. Now, this is where I talk to the over 30-year-olds. So those under 30, you don't get to go to sleep. Okay, you don't get to chill out now. You need to hear what I'm going to tell the over 30s because you need to get a hold of this as well. But if you are under 30, the best thing you can do for your life is get a hold of someone who's a bit older, a bit wiser, not someone who's going to go and tell everybody and gossip about this and gossip. You need someone who's got wisdom, someone that's got some miles on their life, someone that's been through some trials and some troubles and knows what it's like. If you could get that person in your life, it will do you well for where God wants to take you. So the good news, because there's always good news, I like bringing you good news. The good news for those of you over 30, you're the wisdom that God's wanting to use. You're the wisdom these people are looking for. Yes, believe it or not, you over 30, you're the wisdom God wants to use to help a younger generation. Now, I know what's happening now because some of you in your head, you're having conversations with me. You're like, not me. I'm excluded from that. I, I, you, look, I know I come to church, but I actually don't know much about the Bible. And, and you know, I know we should pray, but I actually don't. And, and you know, in my relationship, like I know it kind of looks all right on the outside, but truth is, on the inside, it's a mess. You know, I'm excluded. 
friend, that's what the enemy will try and do for you. That's what the enemy will tell you. Because of your failures, because of your muck-ups, because of your mistakes, you think you're excluded. No, 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 those things equip you. Those things are the very things that qualify you to speak to a generation that is coming up behind you. Understand you're unique. Every single one of you, over 30, you've, you've got some life experience. And the older you get, the more experience you get, the more you've got to offer. See, some of you, you've traveled and you've seen different cultures and you, and you know how to bring a new way of seeing things. Some of you, you, you've hung out with real interesting people. You've read books or whatever it is. You're unique. There's a unique match. God wants to use your uniqueness with a unique person that's coming behind you because he wants what you have to be equipped in them, to give in to them, to help them come into the fullness of what God has for them. Now hear me, those of you over 30, and especially older, if you want your life to matter, if you want your life to make a difference, if you want your life to have significance, then what you need to do, you need to find some way of leveraging your past, your experience, all your gold, all your treasures, everything you've got in your life. You need to find a way of leveraging that and depositing it in a younger person and somebody that's coming through. Because it's only when you do that that your life will have purpose and meaning. Is this okay? See, many of you that, are 30 or over, you've got married, you've, you've joined, you know, you've found a, a soulmate, a husband, a wife, and you've, you've got married. And you've got things, you've learned things that you can share with a lot of single people who, let's be honest, they're in love and they're romantic and it's, it's all roses and the honeymoon's all good. But come on, how many? Oh, once you're over 30, you get a few miles on the clock. You know this isn't easy work. You know there's trials and tribulations. You know, like when you were single, you could just do whatever, whenever. When you're married, all of a sudden you've got a person living with you who doesn't necessarily agree with what you should be doing. And so you've got to work out how do we work that? You've got somebody who doesn't like the way you make the bed or do the dishes. You know, it's like we've got we've to learn these things. How do we work this out? And those are gifts you can give to these young ones because they need to know it. They just think it's all going to be, oh, it's going to be lovely. When we know, come on, if you've been married, you know. Some of you, you've been married and things haven't gone well and you ended up divorced. You've ended up separated for, for whatever reason and you think, that you're excluded now. Well, I, I can't share anything. My marriage was a fight. No, friend. You gotta understand that very point that you went through there, that you went through those troubles. You've got treasure to share with them. The, the, the treasure of how hard it is and how, how you've got to work at marriage and you've got to hang in there and, and what it's like and the pain and all that of separation. See, it doesn't exclude you. It includes you, it qualifies you. That pain, that heartache, that, that praying and seeking and all that, that, that includes you to help them. Some of you, by the time you're 30 and over, you've been involved in leadership. You know what it is to lead teams, lead companies, lead organizations. 
You know what it is to set a vision, to go after something, to believe for something, to rally people around and make a difference in the world. And those are gifts. Those are talents that a younger generation need, a a generation that's coming through and they don't know this stuff, but you do. See, the thing with leadership is, is so often you're a natural leader. You don't even realize the gifts you've got. You don't even realize the talents you've got. You, you just go about your day-to-day stuff and you naturally lead people and you underestimate your value. See, so often when we're over 30, we, we just think, oh, well, I'm just normal. I'm just average. I haven't got much to give, friend. You've got to understand your life is full of treasure. Your life is full of all sorts of unique gold and gems. There's a generation coming through that needs it. They need you to, to help them and equip them. Some of you, a few, once you're over 30, you've learned how to manage money. You, you know how to make investments and get returns on your money. Some of you have learned how to make money or how to, how to manage money the hard way. You, you've made investments and you've ended up broke and bankrupt or, or maybe you've been through a season in your life where you're on a benefit and you're just struggling to make ends meet. Friends, that doesn't exclude you. It qualifies you. See, you may not think you know much about money, but sit down with with an 18-year-old or a 20-year-old and all of a sudden you realize, man, I'm an expert on money because they don't know. They're trying to find their way. And as us older ones, we've got a responsibility. Some of you, once you're over 30, you've, you've had some conflict in your life. You know, you know, you know what it's like to face opposition. You, you know what it's like to work in a workplace where, where they're anti-Christian, or when you know what it's like to stand your ground and, and believe and, and just make re, you know, restitution and, 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 and just do that. You know how to navigate conflict. You, need, you know how to work with organizations to get what you deserve as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus. And there's a generation coming through that need these skills. You've got them. It's just more and more. Like, like some, by the time you're 30, 30 plus, you're, you've, you've got a faith. You know, you've got a spiritual journey. But what we've got to understand is this generation coming through, uh, they don't want plastic Christianity. They want the real deal. They want to know what is it really like to walk with the Lord? What is it really like to go after Him to pray where where prayers aren't, you know, to push in and and petition God? Some of you, you've you've seen moves of God. You've seen moves of God these young people are only dreaming about. We've seen moves of God here before my time, but there are people in this room. You were here when the power of God came, when when the presence of God came, when people were flat on the floor. People couldn't get out of the building. Because of the presence and the power of God. All night, God's speaking to people. Like people were going out of here drunk in the spirit. Like they were driving home. I'm like, how do you do that? You're going to have an accident. I guess if you breathalyze, there's nothing to measure. But, but it's like, but that's what it was like. There was this move of God. And you carry a legacy. These guys want real Christianity, not like, you know, it's, it's not instant. It's, oh, I pray and it's done. You know what it's like to go after that stuff. Some of you, and, and you know, because I've seen it all over Instagram, you know, you've, you've had these things. You've had little kids. You've got little babies. Even my Instagram page is full of it, Gia. We've got, we've got, 
we got these little infants. And you know, they're so cute at that age. You know, look at them. They're running around in their little fairy dresses and all the rest of it. And they're so cute. But how many know once you're over 30, 40, you know those little nice, sweet things grow up into teenagers, you know, and they become these, these things that you don't know and you don't understand. But those of you that are older, you've experienced that. You've experienced the, the, the frustration of teenagers. And it's like you need to be talking to this younger generation. You need to be helping them because when you start, it's so sweet and lovely. But once you've done it, once you've got a few miles on the, on the clock, those of you over 30, you need to be helping, sowing in. And those of you under 30, you need to be seeking it. You need to be going after it because it's going to help you. But you see, what I've noticed as well, because we all think we're so average. We all think, oh, well, my life doesn't really amount to much at all. You know, I just got a ho-hum life. We, we underestimate the value of what we have. But there's some of us that we won't let anybody in here. We'll just shut it. We'll just lock it up. I don't, I don't want anyone having anything to do with my life. I don't, I don't want to share any of my life for anyone else or with anyone else. And the reason for that is because you have some of these. You have skeletons buried in your closet. You have stuff that's happened in your life that you don't want anyone to know about. You've had experiences that you just want to forget, that you just want to bury. You don't want them ever to see the light of day. You just want to keep it buried. And so what happens is you think God can't use you. I've got this stuff in my chest, so God can't use me. Friend, understand this, that there will come a day when you meet someone. Maybe you're talking to a couple over coffee or whatever, and you'll be talking to them and they'll have problems and they'll have issues. And you'll know in that moment, you'll know in your heart that the very thing they need, the very thing that's going to set them free is this. It's this. What you're trying to keep buried, what you don't want to see the light of the day, one day, I promise you, God is going to use it to set people free. See, your mess is your message. Your mess, the stuff you're wanting to keep hidden and locked up, God's wanting to use it to set people free. And my question to all of you that are over 30 and especially older is you've got a chest full of stuff, full of treasure, gold, unique to you. My question is, what are you gonna do with it all? What are you doing with it all? It's full. The older you get, the bigger the chest is. More and more wisdom, more and more experience. See, even your mistakes, even your failures are treasure in God's hands. See, I'll tell you what most people do with it. They bury it. They simply bury it. When they, when they die, when their time comes, and they go in the hole, all this goes in the hole with them. Their whole life comes to an end, literally. Everything, all the experiences, all the mistakes, all the treasure, it all goes in a hole in the ground and it's done. See, if you want your life to make a difference, if you want your life to have value, you gotta understand, you gotta find a way of getting this stuff and beginning to deposit it into a younger generation so that when you're gone, all that lives on beyond you. 
It's okay. <laughs> it's very quiet in this Connect Church this morning. See, we underestimate what we have in our life. We, we think we're, we're excluded because of our mistakes and because of the stuff. That's the very thing God wants to use. Jesus, often he would, he would talk about the kingdom of God. He would say that, you know, the kingdom of God is like this or the kingdom of God is like that. It's a parable, story. It's a story he'd use to describe the kingdom. And there's one particular parable, the parable of the talents. Jesus talks about this rich man. So there's this rich man that he's going away on holiday. And so what he does is to his servants, he's got three servants, and to one servant he gives five bags of gold, treasure, all this stuff that we've got in our life. To one he gives three bags of gold, and to one he gives one bag of gold. He, he goes away, and, and we know the story that the, that the man with the five bags of gold, he invests it. He invests it, and he gets a return on it. The same with the guy with three. He, he invests it and gets a return on it. But we know there's one servant, and he's just got one bag of gold. He hasn't got much gold. He, he, he buries it in the ground. He buries it in the ground, and he sits on it. See, Jesus tells that parable because he knows that most of us in this room, we believe we're one baggers. We believe we don't have much treasure. We believe we don't have much in our life to give. And so this man just buries it, sits on it. You know the parable, the master comes back after a time, a long time. And he says to the man with, you know, the five bags, what have you done? The man's like, I've invested it. I've got returns. And same with the guy with three bags. He's like, well done, good and faithful servant. The master comes to the servant who's had the, the one bag, the one who thinks, man, I haven't got much. And we know he, he, he buried it. The man buried it and just sat on it. And the master says to him, it's like you've buried it, everything I've given you. See, see, it wasn't even the servant's stuff. It's the master's stuff. What we have isn't even ours. It's his. And he buries it. And the master says to him, he's like, why? And he takes it from him. He takes the one bag and he gives it to the man who's got five. And he says to the man who buried it, he says, you can't be part of what I'm doing. You can't be part of seeing the kingdom extended because you don't get it. You've got to invest it. I'm calling you to invest it. Now, so many people look at that parable and they think about heaven and hell. Friend, don't do that. Don't miss the point that Jesus is trying to make. It's not about heaven and hell. It's not what happens to the man. The point Jesus is making and the point he wants you to get today is this. It doesn't matter how much gold you've got. It doesn't matter whether you've got five bags, three bags, one bag. It doesn't matter. The question is, what are you doing with what you've got? What are you doing with what Jesus gave to you? Are you going to invest it into a generation that's coming behind us? Or are you going to bury it in a hole? Friend, if you want your life to make a difference, start investing. Start investing it into those that are coming behind us. Is that okay? It wasn't too heavy. I just want to, I know we've covered a lot. I just want you to get these things. So 
Firstly, understand sometimes we don't see it coming. When emotions are involved, when you're, you're caught up in the emotion of the minute, time out, push pause, get some wisdom in your life. If you're under 30, you need wisdom in your life. You need to find someone older and wiser that will help you. And if you're over 30, you are that wisdom. Faults and flaws and everything, you are that wisdom that God wants to use. In fact, He expects you. When He comes, you know, He's coming again. We're going to be called to give an account. He's expecting you to go, I've invested in this, not I've buried it. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank You for who You are. We pray that, Lord, You'd speak to us. Those of us under 30, those of us over 30, God, speak to each one of us. Let us hear Your voice this morning. Help us be wise stewards of of everything that You've given to us. Help us to resist pride and seek counsel where we need it. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Just before I finish this morning, I want to give an opportunity. If you're you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, friend, you can change that in a moment. You can leave here knowing Him. You can leave here having Him in your life. In a moment, I'm, I'm going to pray a prayer. And all we're doing is asking Jesus to come into our life. I'm going to ask you, if that's you here today, in a moment, to just to raise your hand to say, yeah, that's me, Pastor. I want to get right with Jesus today. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything like that. All you're simply doing is lifting your hand to say, yeah, I need to get right with God in this place today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, that's you. You know you need to get right with God today. Can you just lift up your hand nice and high? Give me a wave to say, yeah, that's me. I I want to get right with God today. I know I need to get right with God today. Okay, thank you for that hand. Yep, down the front there. Awesome. Is anybody else? I just want to give it another moment. You know, you know you need to get right with God. Don't leave here without Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to pray a prayer together. For those of you that that put your hand up, you're, you're asking Jesus into your life. As we pray this prayer, understand that God, by His Holy Spirit, will come and live in you. He'll begin to teach you and lead you and guide you. Church, can you repeat this after me? Heavenly Father, I thank You that You love me. I thank You that You desire only good things for me. I thank You that You want me to have wisdom. Today, I ask You to come into my life to lead me, to guide me, and to set me free. Today, I turn from all I know to be wrong, and I turn towards you. Today, I give you my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together and give it up for those that prayed?